0: Howdy, and welcome to the FPL jingle. This is Owen Ganhidi, and as always, my gorgeous co-host Stephen Meiselbach is with me. How are you, Steve?
1: Oh, I think this might be the first time you played me a compliment on the intro. Thank you, Owen.
0: No, I usually refer to you as good-looking in the intros. Do you? Yeah, no, I do my best. I mean, like, shows how little <laughs> Wait, attention I don't know, I'm just, pay. I feel like
1: I'm... I feel like I've been negatively programmed to just, like, <laughs> automatically assume the worst, so... Brainwashed by your parents who don't love you. Uh, no. <laughs> I think it's been living, w- <laughs> living with you and all the other lads in <laughs> Limerick. I don't think it was the parents, although maybe. Maybe I have some repressed memories that I've forgotten about.
0: As I, as I mentioned it to one of the lads recently. If you're not getting abused, there's something very wrong.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like that uh, thing that they say, like... um. If they're not complaining uh, about about someone, uh, then it's probably you that they're complaining about behind your back or something like that.
0: Very deep, Steve, from you. <laughs> I
1: know. Can <laughs> we start the intro again? I don't like this. Uh,
0: no, let's not. Uh, have you any uh, Rose of Tralee related stories for me? Uh, I,
1: I don't, but I have a feeling this is uh, you lining yourself up because I think you do.
0: Funny that you'd bring it up, Steve. Actually, yeah, yeah. My, <laughs> my brother's sister's girlfriend, so you know, basically, we're best mates. Is the Dublin Rose at the moment? Um, but I didn't, I didn't watch her. I must, give, I must watch her back. Doesn't Mary have a lovely bottom? Um, it's a pretty, pretty crazy event. <laughs> I mean, it is, but I mean,
1: when you consider all the other stuff that goes on around beauty pageants and things like that, it's not the craziest
0: thing in the world. Should we be going down a rabbit hole on beauty pageants? Uh, I think we might. I think we've already started, haven't we? Yeah, So I understand that uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold once took part in one. How did he get on in your team this week, Steve?
1: <laughs> uh, he Beautiful segue on. Uh, the answer is very poorly. I had a very poor week this week. I did not meet the average. Uh, I finished on 42 and the average is 48 uh I pretty much had nobody I had Ward got one Trent got nothing Walker one Cancelo nothing White got seven thank fuck uh Salah for eight Kulazewski for three Diaz for two Martinelli for six Haaland for six and Jesus for eight because I captained him and he got an assist but he also got a yellow card so uh I had Andres Pereira on my bench for eight but like you know you're never going to start him um so yeah like very very poor week for me you know
0: I was surprised to see how high the average was uh, After the week that it happened Because mm. So the Chelsea, Liverpool and City Defenses got nothing uh, And uh, like I'd like to know where the points came from I presume a lot of them came from Tottenham Against Wolves But do people have Tony and Rodrigo And are they starting Andreas and, Like we all, had, we all had Arsenal players that That was... Obviously, a big source. of it. But I couldn't. Yeah,
1: understand. I'd say I'd say Saliba. I'd say Saliba was a big one. I'd say a lot of people had him. Uh, I'd say people had Martinelli as well, just because of his price point. I'd say <laughs> people, a bit like myself, had Perisic. But I made the stupid decision to waiver him out for Kyle Walker. So that was a that was a what, uh, an eleven point swing in the, the wrong way for me. Um, you, you did the double then,
0: last week. You you got rid of Marez. And yeah. got in Walker and Kulisevsky and got rid of Perisic, so correct, yeah, yeah, hard going.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was. I do you think it was the wrong decision like when,
0: when you look back? Like, do you think you really made the wrong uh, decision? I, I
1: think, I think in the long term, I'll probably be vindicated because having a double city defense will probably pay off more often than not. Um, but yeah like I just it is, it's is—it's always going to sting and feel like you made a, a, a stupid reaction when it, the player you dropped instantly returns big so but no I, I think long term I'm okay uh,
0: but uh, yeah
1: yeah, it just stings for the moment but I, I have him in draft so that, that that
0: helped I also have Perisic in draft uh, which yeah it, it did uh, what's the word lessen the blow uh, <laughs> soften the blow soften yeah. the blow yeah yeah Maybe it's the issue. The second issue I'm on right now that has me searching for words. Um, so yeah, <laughs> the first red arrow of the podcast I would say on week three, forty-two for you, Steve. That's the seven million. You are the 7 millionth score of the week out of nine. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was hoping you would mention that part, but I guess we're we're yeah, in it now. So yeah, that it's, uh, that's <laughs> it, it's <laughs> just it's are. on
0: the page here, screaming out at me. You do you. You made this document.
1: <laughs> oh right okay so you got on uh much better did you
0: yes um i mean any week <laughs> i beat you was probably a good week uh no i i got on atrociously badly um uh, but maybe i'm just a very fortunate person like so i got I had men double chelsea defense just just met it i don't know that i hate myself for do i i like i was thinking your and i spoke to you and a few others and then and I got talked into Mendy. And it's probably a decision that uh, maybe I would have ended up in Mendy anyways. So I, got, I had the double Chelsea defence. I had the double City defence. I had Trent for zero. And then Saliba for 14. So my my only points out of defence were Saliba. <laughs> uh, then I had Martinelli with six. And Salah captained, save my week altogether with last goal of the week. Um, got 16 for me. Uh, I had Haaland and Jesus for 6 and 4, 10 points out of my forwards. I also had two bench guys, 8 and 5, and Andreas and Bailey. They were never playing, so I'm not annoyed about leaving them on the bench. I was never going to play those guys. Uh, that that left me on 52. So my game week rank is 3.4 million. And I actually got a little green arrow. I'm just like oh, nice. just like 20,000 or 30,000 up from like 530 to 500,000 uh This week, yeah.
1: Well, I I feel like I feel like because of the podcast, I when either of us succeed, it's like we both succeed. So I'm going. I'm just piggybacking off of this, off your success this week, you know. So we'll, what we'll do is we'll we'll put my my average together and your average together, and really then we'll right half it, not. and then like you know, oh oh no no oh, no, oh okay no, that's okay. that's
0: that's quite all right. Um, all right, cut that, cut that. <laughs> I suppose we'll talk about what we're going to do with our teams later, but like. Is there alarm? Is there alarm bells ringing for you? The world will end next week.
1: Ben, your children's college fund. throw that turkey now.
0: Um,
1: are you talking about in terms of Liverpool? Just your team. Uh not really. You know, like the, the 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 Arsenal lads are going well. Like I had seven, six, eight of like basically like half of my points coming from Arsenal players. I think City the three three with Newcastle was a kind of like a, a an anomaly like you know that was just a that was a classic uh great advertisement for the Premier League like what a game that was it had pretty much everything in it um but I suppose where I am kind of concerned is the the way Liverpool are, are playing at the moment the back four seem to be just at odds with one another you saw Milner and and Van Dijk getting into fights during the United game. The front three don't seem to be getting the same uh, support from the midfield that they used to. It looked like a very old midfield with Henderson and Milner there. I know Harvey Elliott was there to kind of bring the average average age down. But, you know, they're kind of players that are probably past their prime and Liverpool haven't really done anything to replace them. Yeah. Um, So, so yeah, maybe a little bit there.
0: uh, Just in terms of the Liverpool players. You're probably right. Um, I mean, like... Walker and Cancelo are just like fantastic players to have. I think City shit the bed a bit against Newcastle. Very unusual yeah. results. Um, and I, I'm not in a major rush to drop Walker and Cancelo. Um, yeah, you're moving on to the Liverpool game. Like I remember the first week we kind of discussed all that success Mitrovic had against Liverpool and that there seemed to be absolutely no midfield. And like you saw this week at the half hour, like with 30 minutes to go, they're bringing on an injured Fabinho. They've got whatever, three midfielders injured. Uh, Like Milner, like Milner's passed it like fairly obviously. And he actually looked okay this game. Um, So we'll probably talk a lot about Liverpool this podcast. Will, Will we just get stuck in right now into Liverpool across the board?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
0: Uh so I mean like the obvious question like we yeah we, we talked about dropping Robertson last week and we were kind of like if if you can get something better maybe this week don't have Liverpool double defense I think
1: I don't know now Owen. I I I actually don't agree with you on that because them playing Bournemouth at home feels like the perfect game for them to kind of get their season back on track it's come for them at the perfect time. They're kind of at a crossroads. Like, what are they doing this season? What What's the team kind of looking like? And Bournemouth, having come off of two losses four nil to City, three nil to Arsenal, a bit low spirits, I'd say. Even though they were no, knew they never expected to win those games, but it could be the perfect game for Liverpool
0: to bounce back. They look, they look atrocious. Like, like some, I know, of the but I think it's because United I think everyone underestimates the.
1: Uh, I think everyone underestimates the impact that uh, Matip had with Van Dijk. Like they seem to be a really good combination uh, at centre back there last season, and I know that they're going to try and bring Kanate in a bit more often now because he was the big money signing from uh, Leipzig, and he's the younger of the of between him and Matip. But I think if they can get Mat- Matip back, I think that'll be a big boost for them.
0: But that doesn't fix the main issue, which seems to be the midfield. I, I've, I, I have lost total confidence in Liverpool. Like Man, United tore him to shreds.
1: I know, but that was United playing a completely different style of play than what they had uh, the first two games under uh, Ten Hag. They went back to volleyball, which was... They know the other team is going to dominate in possession. They're going to soak up the pressure and they're going to hit them on the counter-attack with pace, which is exactly what they did, which is why Ronaldo was benched. Marsh, uh, Rashford went up top, Alanga was on the left. And they targeted Trent... They targeted the space that would be left behind by Trent because he'd be pushing further up, uh, up the field. Henderson usually goes back in to cover that position. But I think because Henderson's just kind of getting on in the years, I don't really think he's able to cover as much ground as he was uh, used to in the past. And I think that's where they got caught out. It was where they got caught out for the first goal with Alanga playing the ball into Sancho. And then uh, with the second goal, you saw that they were trying to push forward and get the goal and then Trent gets caught out again and Martial so, plays a so nice are, are, uh, are, are ball are you,
0: in behind Rashford. Are you telling me Bournemouth are going to be playing possession football against Liverpool and it's gonna play into Liverpool's hands? Because you're you're really convincing me that, that the Liverpool defence is I mean, like I, I I felt like they were targeting Gomez, but yeah, as you say it, Trent was too far forward and all that space was there on several occasions. Uh,
1: but that's the way he's always played, and that's yeah. why fantasy owners love him because he gets the assists uh, from those pl- uh, set pieces, uh, from crosses, from uh, the the corner, or from free kicks, but also from open play. Like it's always the way the Liverpool have played. I think just now they're kind of finding that teams have kind of figured it out a little bit, so I would probably have to make an adaption to it a small bit. I'll
0: put, but I'll put it to you. I don't. State.
1: I don't. I don't think Bournemouth are going to score against them. If you're to ask me the blunt question, no,
0: I if think Liverpool will a get Wild the clean sheet next week. What Liverpool defenders would you have?
1: I'd probably just have
0: Trent. You'd still have Trent? Yeah. Yeah, I'm uncomfortable with that. At 7.5?
1: I think the value that he offers in terms of uh, attack as well is vindicated in his price.
0: And with Firmino being the striker and doing absolutely nothing.
1: Firmino won't be the striker soon, uh, soon enough. Darwin Nunes will sub- either serve as suspension or Jota will come back and start in that uh, striker role. And I he's great with he's great with headers. So when you're talking about balls into the box, Jota's, ha- I'd say half of the goals he scored last season were with his head. So I, I would be very happy when he comes back into the starting lineup.
0: Yeah, I, I'm... It's, you're not, you're not convinced of me. I, I like if I had, if I was <laughs> I was next never week, going to convince yeah. you. You were never going to be convinced, though, and like You've made up your mind. Like they've two draws and a loss. They've played Fulham, Palace, and like the worst Man United that there ever was. Uh, and like, if I was wildcard next week, I'd probably only have Salah, and I'd probably be spending all that really expensive money on Liverpool defenders elsewhere.
1: But would it not make more sense to, to maybe keep Trent and then Salah, who is the most expensive player in the game, to get rid of him for someone like, say, De Bruyne, who's a bit cheaper and has shown to be Salah, mo- a bit more consistent Salah and back to his best?
0: All the time. And I currently have a defence of Reese James, Kyle Walker, Cancelo, Trent, Saliba, and I want Perisic, and Trent is the worst one of those five.
1: Right now, but I mean, you're talking about the the United game as if United that's how they're always going to play, and it's not. It was a I feel that game was a bit more of a once off, and I think it's a bit
0: of a like a a knee jerk reaction. Give me Diogo Dallo. Give him the contract. Let him sign it. Whatever he wants, he's going in. (laughs) Dallo's at the wheel. Dallo's at the wheel. (laughs) Uh, so like i mean like what's what's the overriding message from the podcast about liverpool right now well like if someone if someone is saying to themselves i'm transferring out like one of my liverpool players i i don't think we can argue with them
1: uh i wouldn't argue with them too hard i'd make the same points uh to them that i made to you but i would say wait I would say wait until the Bournemouth game. And if you still don't aren't convinced by how they perform against Bournemouth, then, yeah, you're 100% within your rights to make the transfers.
0: Make the moves. Okay, uh, the rest of the weekend, I'll just list the scores quickly. Spurs beat Wolves 1-0. Everton and Forest drew 1-0. Uh, Leicester shit the bed against Southampton 2-1. Fulham beat Brentford 3-2. Palace beat Villa 3-1. Uh, Arsenal beat Bournemouth, most convincing result of the weekend 3-0. Brighton beat West Ham 2-0. Chelsea shot the bet against Leeds 3-0. 3-3 between Newcastle and City in the most exciting game of the weekend. And yeah, we, we we've just spoke about United's 2-1 against Liverpool. Uh Steve is there a game you wanted to touch on first?
1: Um maybe just the the Leeds game because you're saying uh, the Arsenal's win was the most comprehensive of the weekend but I mean Leeds was a, a fair start to finish dismantling of the Chelsea team and the setup that they, they brought into that game the three centre backs with Reese James on the right side it didn't really work you could see that the front four were going to be pressing the, the defenders every single second of the game not giving them a moment to think and it eventually resulted in the first goal, with Mendy just kind of, I don't know, <laughs> going for a nap or something, or losing concentration, and Aronson nips it off him. I wouldn't. And I wouldn't they,
0: say that the Leeds pressure caused that goal.
1: What do you think caused that goal? Shitting the bed. But he only shit the bed because he was under the pressure from the Leeds player. You can't not give the Leeds player credit for that goal. He entirely makes that all by himself, nearly.
0: Uh, I, 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 I wouldn't be reading into that goal. Okay
1: have. well then I mean if you're to read into the the other goals where they had the the set piece where they were able to to start off Rodrigo at the back stick and then they move players around to make space at the front post for him to get the header on or then this the third goal in the second half where they played more vertical they kind of went they didn't try and pass it around the midfield they try and go straight And the ball in behind then for, uh, I think is it Dan James, who plays a nice cutback ball into the box. And, you know, there's Rodrigo and Harrison there on the spot to tap it in. Like, Chelsea's defence just felt completely uh, bypassed. And it just, the entire game, I never knew or never felt that Chelsea were ever looking like scoring in that game.
0: I thought they had a few chances in the first half, especially Sterling had two, that he probably should have put one away of Um, it was a bit annoying on the second goal to see Gallagher and Reese James, uh, to be the two on the front post, meant to be Mark and Rodrigo. Uh, that like just looked a bit ridiculous when you watched it on the highlight. Um, but yeah, I mean, like it's it's I can't like be a, a FIFA player and lose three 0 and say first goal was a shit goal, second goal was shit, <laughs> <laughs> third goal was a pack. I don't right. know, Anna. You're making uh, you're trying to make the argument here. I'm not Frank Lampard, but I <laughs> but I am gonna say uh, the first goal was a shit goal. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, moving no, on. So well, I suppose uh, what I will say is, like in terms of fantasy, I'm very worried about Chelsea because. They don't have an option at centre back, so they can't put Reese James at right wing back. Loftus And now Koulibaly's
1: got himself suspended for the next back. game, so they're gonna have to they're probably gonna have to play Mark Ucarea at left sided centre back and bring Chilwell into the squad or into the starting eleven and then play Azpilicueta then as the right sided centre back with Thiago Silva in the middle. And
0: then you also have Kante injured and Gallagher gets his first start and didn't look convincing at all and and obviously there's the problem with the forwards that was always there is that they're not there's no they need a striker what's the word a talisman there's there isn't a talisman in in, in the chelsea team
1: there's no focal point for the attack
0: yeah it seems to be like a lot of fucking link up tricky players and no uh no darwin Nunes so it's a bit uh yeah i i mean I'm keeping, yeah well I'm you keeping, did try
1: that with lukaku and look how well that went
0: mm. i'm keeping reese james but uh, <laughs> I'm worried on. about everything else at Chelsea right now. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, what other what other game do you want to touch on on before we uh, before we move on?
0: Uh, I was impressed by Wolves. I was uh, pretty disappointed when when Perisic got that assist for Kane. I mean, I thought it was a well worked goal. Probably Spurs deserved the win. But I mean, like all those Wolves signings are working out, aren't they? Who they they've got their own, uh, they got their own Nunez and Guedes and. Uh, Collins at centre back, even though maybe you could say he was at fault for Kane's goal. Um, yeah, like- yeah.
1: I, I mean, look, I think Collins had a very good game. Uh, the, the for I'd say like the eighty-seven of the ninety minutes, like there was a few times he's caught out, and especially for the goal, I think that's just smart movement by Kane. Though he anticipates the flick on Collins doesn't, he anticipates it's going to be cleared, and then he's just caught out. Um, I thought that the Wolves team played well in patches i thought they had a purple patch i think about five or ten minutes before halftime where they really should have scored they were really dominating and they didn't do anything with it really ruben neves shots from outside the box they didn't really have any cutting edge they really miss him and as there i think uh, guides will be a good player i think uh, that guy nunez looks like he's going to be a, a good player as well i just don't know though like it feels like they're playing pedence as like the striker and it didn't really work and Neto was kind of not getting much joy really because he was having to play right wing back the whole time because uh, Spurs dominated so much possession and were really going down the left with Perisic so they've played I think since the midpoint of last season they've played like nine or ten games and they've only scored like one or maybe two goals so I think goals are really the 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 thing that they need to work on
0: uh, Jimenez came on and actually looked lively but uh, the feeling of fear I had all game watching Perisic was uh, very uncomfortable. I, I, like I, it, uh, it It dominated all other emotions,
1: yeah. I yeah. will be, <laughs> I,
0: I, 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 like, if I don't move him in next week, like, I'm just going to be so uncomfortable all week waiting for him to do something, so, even with the price <laughs> rise, I can afford you know, it.
1: But Marge, he hasn't done anything <laughs> yeah. yet, and you know what's going to be good.
0: Uh, he, he he terrified me altogether. Uh, I think that'll do it for Game Week 3, Steve, unless you have any final points.
1: Uh, will we just run through our three bankers and outside picks and the returns on those? Oh, yeah, yeah, you can gloat. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be gloating because... Uh... Look, we named uh, Jesus, he returned with an assist. We got Kane, he returned with a goal. We got De Bruyne, he returned with an assist. But then in terms of our outside picks, you went for Lingard, who I don't think got an assist for their uh, goal. And then I went with Sterling, who probably should have got a goal, like you mentioned, but he didn't. So we had two blanks on our
0: outside picks, but
1: solid returns on our bankers.
0: Are we being a bit stupid in that every week we put Kevin De Bruyne in the banker section and every week he returns? Is that stupid? No, is it stupid that he's not in our teams? Oh. Uh, Yeah, probably. (laughs) That's probably something to address as well. Am I so out of touch? No, it's the children who are wrong. Okay, there's no... Yeah, our teams are fine. (laughs) There's no need to to shit the bed just yet, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's (laughs) There's a lot of stuff going on. Okay, let's move along to Game Week 4. Steve, you've prepared a little test for me here on Game Week 4 I hope I get these right And then I win the prize that's surely available yeah. at, the, at the end of this podcast
1: Well, yeah. I mean, like it's it's kind of more pass-fail than, like you know, uh, graded So, you know, as long as you do, like, okay, enough, you'll be fine, I, I reckon
0: I feel like some of these are going to be Like, I will answer them correctly, but you will tell me I'm wrong Just reading the first <laughs> one here <laughs>
1: well to get on to the first question Owen, which is, I think is why you have that reaction the first one I had was is the time to transfer out Liverpool assets or hold on against Bournemouth so we kind of had this conversation already but uh, if, you'd like to, if you'd like to give a formal answer for the test feel free um,
0: like so uh, picture a situation there's a fella in a room two fellas and there's a bed and one guy is sitting on the side of the bed uh, with his legs hanging they're not actually touching the ground Liverpool's Mm -hmm. performances so far have been a hammer hitting that guy's knee for me. Okay. (laughs) You not get that joke? (laughs) No. Uh, You know, your reaction test when uh, the doctor hits your knee Mm. and you do a knee jerk reaction? Uh, It's very funny when you have to explain it. Yeah
1: it is yeah <laughs> I, I think that's that. I'll I'll make sure to add in a laughing track uh, Please. when you say that just to Yeah just to, we... yeah, just, to cue, just to kill some of the silence that happened there. Uh <laughs> yeah look
0: <laughs> this is the big bang theory folks. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh there's like I I don't think it's time to react and transfer out your Liverpool players. I still think they're gonna like they're gonna finish in the top 4. They're gonna get results. They're gonna do well. So I don't see why you would transfer them out now when they have their easiest fixture of the season so far to try and get things right
0: i'll give you my genuine thoughts on it maybe i've overreacted but i have no confidence in a liverpool clean sheet whatsoever i think anyone who watched them play the first three games will figure out how to score against them Uh, because i don't think liverpool are going to change the way they play so they
1: don't have to they don't have to change the way they play massively. They just have to make little tweaks and get a couple of couple of people back. I don't think it's as bad as you're making it out to be.
0: I think it's 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 pretty damn bad. It's, so
1: what, you think they won't make top 4?
0: No, like I think yeah, no. They'll they'll figure it out before the end of the season. But yeah, Trent Alexander-Arnold is going to play as a right winger. Joe Gomez and Henderson and Milner are not enough to protect the space behind them, and every that's team why
1: I'm is, saying they need a couple of people back.
0: So, anyways, what I'm trying to say is, if Liverpool defenders are not getting over 15 clean sheets, they're not worth 7.5 million.
1: Okay, well we'll see. I mean, you know, we're only three games into a 38 week season, so there's still a lot of time there to to surpass that 15 clean sheet boundary. Uh, we'll, we'll keep track on it from now on will we
0: well we, yeah well and if we don't make a change we're expecting an uptick in form yeah and is there Which any I do reason expect. that you might expect that
1: because they're too good they're too good a team to, to continue this run of form they're gonna bounce back
0: I Have another week of, of, of just being sickened by Trent Alexander-Arnold coming up uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it's mad
1: to think that Trent Alexander-Arnold could ruin our friendship. On <laughs> I suppose if that's the case, though, it didn't really amount to much, did it? If he cost six point five, we could still be friends. <laughs> he needs to go down a million in evaluation. Right? Okay. Absolutely. Uh, right. I've noted your answer here on my uh, on my booklet, so I'll let you know how we get on uh, at the end of the test. Thank you. The next thing was uh, was dropping Perisic an e-jerk reaction. Yes.
0: <laughs> it was like it was it was like the most stupidest thing like, so like me, <laughs> it really was we, wasn't we literally it? like oh, not three weeks ago I we said Paris will probably play most of the games and he's probably going to get rested because of his age and the amount of wingbacks that, that Tottenham have but he's a winger playing as a defender and you're going to get all these clean sheets and goals and shit points and then he didn't play the first game <laughs> I mean, it was the most ridiculous fucking shit that we could have
1: done. <laughs> What's worse is that I transferred him out after he came on as a sub and got an assist against Spurs to help them draw yeah. the game. Why I still no decided to get rid of him. Like, what the fuck went on? <laughs> I don't know. You encouraged me. You allowed this.
0: And how late did I like... Jesus Christ. Like, I had the worst time watching Spurs uh, the other day. Just the worst fucking time. Because <laughs> you wanted them to do bad. Yeah, exactly, like it's it's <laughs> it's bad watching your hey, player do nothing, y- but watching someone and like, being afraid of him. Like you can't. You're enjoy like it the at
1: all. Uh, you're like the dad uh, at uh, watching his son play sports and hope the other kids do bad
0: so his kid looks better.
1: <laughs> That's what you remind me of.
0: Like hoping that the other striker on the team breaks a leg or something, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, kinda. Uh, I. So like, the only the only thing then is we can't become stubborn and make stupid moves uh, to try paper over yeah. the cracks of the mistakes we've made. So like, no, if to get Perisic back yeah, in. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I'd say Operation yeah, Ivan I, is a go <laughs> Operation Ivan, it does have a nice ring to it. Mm. Yeah, I I think potentially like we'll get on to what we're potentially doing with our teams later on in the episode but uh, yeah it could be a potential avenue to explore so we'll see we'll see uh the the next one i had here on uh is is it time to wildcard i see a lot of people reacting and uh throwing up uh, wildcard teams that they they've done into twitter and stuff to get people's reactions uh, are they overreacting is it too soon
0: no no i don't think so uh i'm looking at my team and like I want to make if I could I might be making two changes three changes something like that Um. so I won't be wild carding but like if you're looking at your team and saying I want to make four and five yeah I'd be all over it like, and do you
1: think the people that have like triple ripple defense and, and and those kind of players they're the ones that are making the, the wild cards are they
0: yeah well like I mean you and me both started with the template. We started with Haaland Jesus. Um, like, originally, Cancelo was a good pick, an Arsenal defender, Martinelli, Salah, whatever. If you started with, like, I don't know, Havertz, and you got Kulusevski and Son, and I don't know, like, they're not the worst picks to have, but it not everyone has this team where they have, like, a lot of the players that did really well is the point I'm trying to make. I can't think of specific examples. Yeah. And I, like, yeah, if, yeah. if I had to I, I get what you're trying to say. Week, like, I'd be all over it.
1: Yeah, so I suppose it kind of, uh, yeah, to, to kind of boil it down, I suppose a little bit, it really depends on your situation. I think if you've made the, the decision to bring in Trent and Robertson maybe then you're rethinking that. And then if you've already got someone like, I don't know, Vardy in there, let's say, for example, who hasn't really done anything or shown much, Leicester don't look that great either. That's someone else you're thinking about. There's yeah, probably a couple Bailey of others.
0: Man yeah, Leon players. Bailey
1: is another one. Like, you know, he, he did have a nice assist in the game against Palace, but he was subbed off after the 60, I think. So you're wondering how, lot, how much game time is he going to get. There's... A few other players that I can't think of at the moment, but I think the I think it really does boil down to the situation. But I mean, if you've got five players that you're looking to change out right now, then I think yeah, probably is time to think about the wild card, especially because uh, th- there's an extra one, isn't there, this season now because of the World Cup as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. So you game week sixteen. It's like next week is game week four. Yeah, I I've I'm pretty okay with it. I mean, like I'll probably be wild card somewhere in the next four weeks. I can see myself wildcarding before week eight. And Yeah. The only thing is, if you've used all your transfers, let's say you have no transfers, I don't mind taking a hit, I don't mind making two transfers to try and fix your team. But if you're mm-hmm. I wouldn't be taking a minus eight.
1: No, no, yeah. I think you I think that's good sound advice there. So I think that's that question more or less answered. The the next one on, I I've kind of thrown is as, as a softball to you because I think there's only really one answer to this question: is do do people still have Grealish and in their team, and if so, why? <laughs> uh,
0: you know, it was actually funny the other day. I messaged uh, Connell. I was looking through the guys' regulars' teams, and I like the message I sent Connell was Jesus Christ, Gundogan question mark. He was after bringing in Gondo and I was like, what fucking madness is this? But. I mean, it, no. It, look, it's just ridiculous having Grealish and Mares. You have three City spots. You want Cancelo, you want Haaland. I think, I think bare minimum you have those two. Next two yeah. best picks are Kevin Walker and the fifth best pick is Foden. That's very fair, isn't it?
1: I'd say so. I think yeah. If you're, I think it's, I think you're right in Cancelo and Haaland. But I think if you want to Kane to be your player instead of Haaland then that frees you up for like, I don't know, like a De Bruyne or like a Foden like you were mentioning. Yeah, I I don't see why anyone would have Grealish or at this stage. Neither of them have looked impressive at all. Uh,
0: This is a wildcard team that you're trying to ask me about. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Basically, I'm just trying to get you to
1: panic and wildcard your team early. That's what I'm trying to do here. It could easily happen. Things are going too well yeah things are going well too well Mm. uh yeah yeah, so then the last question really is kind of just what are some of the um players outside the top six that maybe are worth looking at or maybe teams in general like it's kind of more of an open question but like you know are there leads uh, or brighton assets that are maybe worth looking at or if you have another a few names to throw out on feel free
0: this is kind of one I just wanted to discuss because I think the two of us have no players outside of the big six. I think we're um,
1: no, but we but we do have good knowledge of them, and I think that's really because we play draft. So I think that kind of gives us a bit more of a, an inkling as to these players than people who just play regular.
0: Yeah, yeah, and exactly. But I think we're both playing. Uh, I think we're playing for a worst case situation, or, or and we're playing for a best case situation where we're our Our floor is quite high, but our ceiling can be a bit low by playing that way so for example, if we yeah. did take the chance on the Tony or the Rodrigo or if, like you know like the trossera gross, which I'm not a fan of, maybe we'd have that higher ceiling so I kind of I thought about this one like is there anyone glaringly obvious that we're not picking and to me I think the two best at the moment that I'd be going for would be either Ivan Toney at 7.2 with forward or else Wilf Zaha yeah. at 7.1 in midfield. I really like Palace at the moment. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I, think- I
1: think Palace do play a, a nice attacking football and I think they still haven't really got a centre-forward who is nailed down, so Zaha does tend to be the talisman who he also takes the penalties. I know he had a penalty saved against... Uh, Villa, but he did score the rebound, so, you know, swings and roundabouts, uh, the way they played against Liverpool, they didn't even play with a recognised forward, and Zaha was the focal point up top, so, you know, he can do it by himself, and I think the same can be said for Tony, he, he's got good hold of play, the way he had the two assists against United, but he's also quite clinical, a finisher, you know, he had one goal uh, ruled off for offside, in the Fulham game, but like he just scored again later on in the game, so didn't really. It did. It did matter in terms of the course of the game, but I mean, in terms of his returns, it didn't really matter.
0: Um. Yeah. Like, there's nothing we can't. We, I couldn't say a bad word about either of them, except that they're not on big six teams. So the, if the
1: only thing I would say about Zaha is that he he does tend to just go in and out of form a little bit like if he's up for it he's right up there with the best but sometimes he just isn't interested or he just gets frustrated and he just doesn't really try and that's the most frustrating thing to see because you know that he has it all there
0: yeah uh, yeah. like I mean like Zaha on his day is a joy to watch but, uh, let's say so for example me with big at the back basically to get in one of these players I have to sacrifice a defender so let's say if I, I used to pick my worst one at the moment maybe I'd be dropping Walker it's either Walker or Reese James, maybe something like that. Yeah. To bring in a Zaha, a Tony, a Rodrigo, something like that elsewhere on the pitch. And, you know, because of the last two seasons of, of Premier League, I'm kind of brainwashed to believe that 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 like whatever, twenty clean sheets are gonna happen for City and Liverpool and Chelsea. So It does feel like it does feel like taking a risk bringing these guys in. I like I would be nervous as hell having Zaha or Tony in the side.
1: Yeah, I get what you're saying there, and there's probably a again, it's that low, it's that it's that high floor that you're talking about. You know, if you have City, you're never really going to be too disappointed. But I suppose these players are kind of when I feel like if you're trying to make up the the difference in points like you kind of have and you have feel like you have to do something different i feel like these are the type of players that you bring in to try and make the difference you know because everyone's gonna have Cancelo or haaland or whatever so bringing in like someone like zaha or tony is something different that you can do to try and catch up to the to the rest you know
0: yeah it's not something i'll be doing soon but if I was wild, no. Caring, well, I
1: don't really. I don't think you're the type of person that has no. to make these changes because I think you're actually doing quite well so far. You know, it's only three game weeks in, but still, like you're doing pretty well. So these aren't the type of picks that you would consider to making yourself right now.
0: And then if we were to go back to our initial pods, you know the way we were saying when you're, when you're trying to make that cut the corner to bridge the 20, 30, 40 point gap. And you end up picking Zaha's and Rodriguez and Pascal Gross, and you're you're looking saying, "I need to make three <laughs> yeah. changes to get my team back it, to something it's decent."
1: A, and not to not to go back to it, but it's a bit like regular. Like you're you're kind of scrounging for any sort of half decent midfielder that's in form. You're thinking, "Jesus, will I will I drop Coutinho for Pascal Gross?" That kind of thing. It, it's it reminds it's me a very lot a specific of draft example, Steve. <laughs> no i definitely didn't send you that picture or, yeah. or that idea before to get your opinion before the podcast no you're no 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 that was that was someone else
0: so i suppose we'll finish this up maybe we'll just give a top three of the best of the rest that if we were having them we'd get them like we've we, we've spoken about tony and zaha at length and i've been mentioning rodrigo and i'm not even particularly gone on him who if you were taking any of these guys madison is another one that we didn't even mention who who might you be looking at
1: uh probably the other one would be Callum Wilson just purely because I feel like with Newcastle he's their really only goal threat. I think Maximan does great stuff on the ball in terms of dribbling and beating players. End product, I know he had like technically three assists, I think, because of the free kick uh against City, but I don't think he does that consistently enough for me to kind of say that he's like the the, the, the better of the two. Uh, he's gonna start every game as long as he's fit. So he's kind of the other, the third person I would have said in that in that trio. But w- who would have been your zone?
0: Like I like a lot of these guys, but like when you're going up to that seven and eight million price, I'm just picking the guys off the big six. Yeah, but like whatever, Zaha and Tony are, are the two that I definitely go for. And
1: yes, I, but you have to pick a third. Yeah, that I'm, was the I'm, question. I'm, to be
0: honest, I'm, I'm at a loss. I mean like like, I don't like Rodrigo don't like Harrison like I even though like I would rate leads I'm at a loss to be honest
1: okay well I just just wouldn't have that
0: whoever that third person is I wouldn't put him in my team
1: and on that bombshell will will we move on and talk about our three bankers and outside picks for this weekend yeah let's move along
0: Okay, three bankers. I mean, yeah. So, we, we already spoke about Kevin. This is going to be his fourth week in our in in our banker section. And we spoke about doing the wild card. Like, should we be wild carding and getting Kev? Will I press the buttons and do that?
1: Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to. I probably should, but I'm not going to. <laughs> yeah. If that makes any sense at all, which it probably doesn't.
0: Uh I like your picks here, Steve. Kev, Salah, and Jesus all on good fixtures, even if Liverpool are shite, as as I've been telling everyone. Uh I can't argue with any of those. Haaland uh yeah. Halland gets an honourable mention, but he does touch the ball like once a game, so that can limit his output. I I it's
1: not that I don't think he will Potentially score in this game. I think he probably will, or he's more than likely to. But I just think Kevin De Bruyne at the moment, the way he's playing, he just, he just, the way he just sees the game different to everyone else. He's just very integral to how City do well. So I figure the way I figure it is that if Haaland is going to do anything, it's probably
0: going to be through De Bruyne, and not the other way around. Uh, yeah, I, uh, you're 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 totally right. Let me, anything good will happen through De Bruyne. Is is the point you're making, and uh, and I totally agree with that. Do so you want you're...
1: to talk about your, your your incredibly outside pick for this week,
0: Owen? I'm very uh, very surprised. I felt like there wasn't enough spice in this section, like the likes of you know. Yeah, you're probably right. Darwin actually, too Milnes and Raheem Sterling, and not not there wasn't anything saucy enough. And <laughs> I'm going to back myself from my podcast talk, and I'm going to say that Kiefer Moore is going to get something out of this Liverpool side. <sighs> That, like welcome
1: to w- welcome to two drink owen everyone this is what owen's like when he gets a couple of beers and key from to score against liverpool in anfield
0: just you wait and see liverpool aren't keeping a clean sheet in this one
1: <laughs> right so uh to carry on to mine so i've gone for trossard uh, brighton at home to leeds uh, brighton probably won the the surprise package so far this season uh, i think they've got two wins and a draw so far so they're still unbeaten and I think he's going well so that's who I've gone for in my outside pick
0: where are Brighton in the table they're like third or something are they they're fourth I think uh, I'll just get this table up it's another fifth they're in the fifth okay the Europa League spots yeah, Arsenal yeah, City yeah. Leads. That's where
1: that, yeah, because they're gonna stay there all, all, all season on
0: exactly. Yeah, Man United might get up there, but Liverpool nowhere near. Yeah,
1: that plucky young side, you know, <laughs> like they might get up there and make a, make a couple of deadline day signings. You know, they could probably push for for sixth.
0: Those are our picks. Hopefully, we 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 get uh, some of them right. Yeah, you know, I think you're also even have uh article out this week, Steve, and we might be a few nice picks. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of a. It should hopefully be out by the time this episode is out. It's kind of a, a betting uh, article that you put out, uh, score results it, ones, it, which I kind of like. Uh, it didn't.
1: It it didn't start out that way. It's kind of more like my predictions for the game. But I mean, when I'm looking at the the win probabilities and stuff, I kind of just tend to drift that way a little bit. I, I try. I'm trying to talk more so about the um, the fixtures that's coming up and how uh it looks like the two teams are going to play against each other because i realized in the last couple i've been talking more so about how they played the last week which isn't not that it's irrelevant but it's not completely relevant to this week so it's a little bit of a change up but yeah
0: that's something that'll that'll change over time but i i do it it makes me want to have a flutter when (laughs) as i'm reading it (laughs) 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> i think i might know where you're going with this but don't do it
0: so uh yeah we, we'll look at our team so for the week ahead steve um maybe we'll start on yours because i have it here in front of me and uh you're going to wildcard <laughs> uh you must be looking
1: at a different team to mine so because i'm not going wildcard this uh this week no i've i'm uh sticking with my team as is i, I won't be any making any changes I'm probably going to hold on one more week, and then if needs be, I might make a double transfer next week. So, it'll be Ward, uh, Trent, Walker, White, Cancelo, Salah, Kuzewski, Diaz, Martinelli, Haaland, and Jesus, and I'll make uh, Salah captain. I'll do that now before I forget, <laughs>
0: <laughs> which I did before. You can press the buttons there, so you have no money to fix the goalkeeper situation. No,
1: no, no, I don't. Actually, on question for you: Is there anyone that you would uh, you would play? Uh, a triple captain with this week.
0: Salah against Bournemouth is quite kind of an interesting little one, oh, isn't it? I'll be I'll be keeping my triple captains for double game weeks, I think, just because I'm not very in I don't I don't play this game for fun. I play it to limit the damage to myself. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, which
1: like much like you don't play the the fantasy for fun, you also don't do this podcast
0: for no, fun. It's a, it's a responsibility. <laughs> uh would I would so you're asking me about yeah. a triple captain this week. That is an interesting one. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be picking an Arsenal player against Fulham.
1: Yeah. No, I was thinking like Salah against at home to Bournemouth. I think you
0: Liverpool know, Liverpool are the glaringly obvious one, unless you were to pick a Spurs travel to this. What is it? The City Stadium is that where Nottingham play? So,
1: yeah, City, City Ground, Ground, I think, or something like that. Yeah,
0: I wouldn't triple captain this week. Actually, when I look at it because palace are very good against Sydney. all right
1: just a, just uh just something that crossed my mind there and i thought it would be worth uh worth saying, uh talking no, about it's, it's not what's it's uh, not what's your team looking like any transfers it, so any waivers or anything again.
0: <laughs> uh my team i like i don't know I, i'm getting uh, intrusive thoughts uh, i like i really want parasit <laughs> so i can i can afford uh
1: you're like that Drake uh, uh, album, like, alone with my feelings. <laughs> I can...
0: Uh, i getting through some thoughts. I can just go straight Walker to Perisic. A bit of me wants to do that because I also very much want Kevin De Bruyne. So, like, that's not happening this week, but I mm-hmm. do like the idea of already having dealt with getting rid of a City player. Um, I'm not happy with double Chelsea defence also. I don't think that's a good thing. So... There's, there's,
1: kind of sounds like you're leaning towards wild card <laughs> and There's a few, a fair few players you'd like
0: to change here. I think, huh? I don't want to go through another week of being terrified of Ivan, and I don't want to get through
1: <laughs> Ivan yeah. the terrible.
0: I don't want. Oh, that's the name I of this don't episode. Want another week of double Chelsea defense because like it's bad enough being a Chelsea fan. I'm not making two changes. I have point five in the bank, but something's going to happen there. I mean, like, I wanted you to tell me to get rid of Trent. Oh, okay. <laughs> can't, that's not going to work either. I'm really up in the air. <laughs> I mean, like, mm.
1: you really are. Like, I can feel the, I can feel the cogs turning inside not fires your brain. That
0: need to be put out. But like, I mean, double Chelsea defense. I want Perisic. That's that's where I'm at. Rest of the team is fine. It's yeah. Gonna be okay. The three, two. Fair
1: enough. Fair enough. So. Do, will we just touch on the draft recently? Because I just like to, you know, congratulate you on your first win of the season. You know, it's it was a tough road there, Owen, but you you overcame John in a in a close this, enough affair.
0: This season, I am I am ridiculously <laughs> confident about how things are going to go. Like, <laughs> I saw like, whatever, <laughs> and the first yes. two weeks. I come up against like the highest scores that there ever were. Um, but whatever. I got a I got a forty nine. Uh, Salah Perisic Ivan Toney Wilson I had Harrison on the bench like and Bamford like I didn't expect Leeds to do anything against Chelsea uh, easy win against John well John got 40 but it was kind of it was never in doubt um, like should I be mm-hmm. like I remember the week one I was looking at Bone. I was like GC's doing nothing and, and I haven't looked at him since any any, any thoughts there And draft or regular just just, just Jared Bone. like is he awful
1: no, he's not awful. I just think West Ham aren't playing that well as a whole. You know, it feel felt like at times with Antonio not being the player that he was at the start of the season at Bowen was having to carry a lot of the load. And I think because of that teams are now kind of a lot more aware of him. Doubles double teams are happening a bit more frequently, but I think also they're just lacking some sort of I think they're lacking a little bit of luck as well. Mm-hmm. I mean they hit the they hit the crossbar twice and had a penalty save against Forrest, but I mean against Brighton, they created almost literally nothing like any of the highlights shown were all Brighton. So there's definitely something that, that's going on there that Moyes has to kind of fix, whether it's bringing in Scamacca and starting them ahead of Antonio to try and make a change and freshen things
0: up. They're, they're all uh, playing. No, I, I think Bowen is still they're a good player. They're like, playing And I haven't heard anyone mention that. They're, they're trying to qualify for what is uh, the Champions League at the moment, or Europa League.
1: They're, they're trying to qualify for the Conference League. Because United you know, finished in sixth and got your like We spoke
0: about this all the time last year about Leicester and West Ham and about like them having midweek football. So, are West Ham shit while this is going on? It's hard to say, but like
1: because they brought in a lot of players, they brought in uh, K- K- Timo Care from PSG who had a horror uh, this weekend. They've also brought in um, that other centre back Aguerd who is injured. They've brought in names to try and uh, bolster the team so that they can try and compete on both fronts. I mean, they did it last season, like they got to the semifinals of the Europa League last season, so I don't see why this team can't do
0: something similar again. Yeah, I don't know. I think if I if, if someone offers me a spicy trade for Jared Bowen, I think I'd be all over it. Uh you got another win, Steve.
1: Yeah, three for three for me. You know, the boys are the boys are doing me good. I <laughs> had uh, Paris and Odegaard
0: it? the big. Huh? You heard. Sorry, the people you're playing against are doing you a favour <laughs> this is great banter
1: it really is no no my team's doing me a favour by being good uh, so I had Perisic for 12, Zaha for 12, Odegaard for 16, Kane and Watkins for 6 each so I really and I had Bilva on my bench for 13 so it could have been and I had Sanchez on my bench for 8 instead of Allison. so potentially could have been higher than 59 but that's what I ended up finishing on and Unfortunately for Thomas, I I got the win. It's never it's never nice when you're coming up against Thomas because you want him to do well, but you know, it had to
0: be done. So hopefully it goes well next week. You're an awful man to be beating the poor Thomas. Um yeah, neither of us are, will be worried now. It'll be a bit more exciting when when it comes to qualifying for the the playoffs in game week 33 or something like that. Yeah, you know. game week 33. And then there's also like, you
1: know, our, our European uh, league and our uh, FA Cup as well, so there's there'll be a bit more kicking off now once we kind of get to game week ten, that sort of area, you know.
0: Nice, nice draft will be will come alive in game week ten, but uh, that's going to do it, I think, for the game week four podcast of the season. Um, so you can read Steve's articles on our website, which is now live. That's uh, fpljingle dot com. Uh, that's uh, thanks again to Lisa so for getting that set up. You can talk to us on Twitter. We're more active there. That's at the FPL jingle. And those are our two things. You can get us on our Discord. That'll be linked in the podcast description. Did I get all that right, Steve? Yeah, I think that's everything, yeah. Well, that's going to do it for another week of the FPL jingle. Bye now.
1: Bye now.